You're listening to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. Welcome to the All-American Hour here on SEN. It is a pleasure to be with you on a Sunday morning live here around Australia on SEN, bringing you American sports to an Australian audience. Geordie and the Chief with you for the first edition of the All-American Hour. I'm Geordie and down the line all the way from the United States is the Chief, David Alcaro. Chief, it's a pleasure to be with you for episode number one of this show. How are you? I'm doing great. It, it is so great to be back on Australian uh, radio. It was uh, I made my debut January 2009 and had a nice long run as a regular guest on uh, what was the All Night Appetite and then the other uh, overnight show. And after a little bit of a break, uh, I'm so happy to get back into it and, and talking about American sports to a very hungry Australian audience for American sports. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a, a great... Uh, American sports uh, following down here in Australia. The NFL is is huge down here. We've got um, uh, NFL broadcasts here on SEM. We broadcast the Super Bowl every year. We've got a massive NBA contingent. I think NBA is probably the fastest growing sport in this part of the world in terms of overseas competitions taking a grip on Australian audiences. And then there are the fans. There's the, there's the niches. There's the pockets of fans who love their baseball, especially right now. This time of year is huge. Uh, ice hockey as well and, and all the other American codes as well. So uh, we thought, why not? Let's bring more American sport to Australian audiences. And this is a great time of the week to do it as well because we've got um, we've got college football on right throughout the day today. We've got a, a nice way to preview the NFL for tomorrow. So uh, we're going to bring you American sports here on SEN uh, from today going forward every Sunday morning. Chief, tell us a bit about yourself as an American sports fan. Well, obviously... We, we would say American sports fan. You're just a sports fan to you. But how would it, how would you uh, describe your uh, your sporting uh, uh, fandom over there in the United States? Well, yeah, I really love it all. I'm really very broad fan of all of the sports, uh, but very very focused on uh, New York sports. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a fan of the New York Giants football, New York Mets baseball, New York Rangers hockey. Not the biggest individual fan of an NBA team. I like the league as a whole. Um, I guess I would kind of prefer the Brooklyn Nets to the New York Knicks, but really like both teams and want them to succeed. More of a New York Rangers fan that time of year. I'm a big University of Tennessee college football fan, and they have a young freshman Australian punter who is, I think, part of the Hawthorne program. So I'm supporting him, of course. Uh, Fan of international sports, uh, European soccer, Italy uh, specifically, um, and I, I just uh, I really do enjoy it all, and that's why I really want to be very broad based with this show. I, I wanted to call it the American Hour as opposed to just the United States because mm. uh, a lot of sports in Canada that that cross over here, and we're going to be talking, I'm sure, a little bit of Canadian stuff as well. So um, that's really. Uh, and I love the Australian sports, and that's the last thing I'll say because it's just uh, so good, especially Aussie rules football. I'm uh, more of a Aussie rules fan than rugby fan. Okay, have you got a team? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I always like St Kilda. They were you know quite an underdog. They're not the the uh, top teams, but you know I have to kind of support Collingwood now because of Mason <laughs> Cox. I mean, how how do I not? back the team that has an American. So uh, I'd say, uh, yeah, Collingwood and, and St. Kilda. Okay, all right. We like it. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, let's. Uh, where do you want to start? Should we start with the NFL? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. This time of year, NFL, you know, we're about to week, enter week five. So we're just getting really into the, the meat of the season. So, yeah, let's, let's definitely start with the NFL. All right. So, so far, let's do a little recap because we are starting our program here uh, in, well, it's week five, as you said, for the NFL. So we've had a month under the belt uh, so far of, uh, of the new season of football. So what's been the good for you? What, what, what's taken you uh, and impressed you so far through the first four weeks? Well, I think you have to start with the two undefeated teams, the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and the quarterback play of uh, especially Brock Purdy of the, of the San Francisco 49ers. He was the very last pick of the draft a couple of years ago, usually called Mr. Irrelevant, but he's the starting quarterback for probably the best team in the league. So Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers undefeated 4-0, Philadelphia Eagles also 4-0, and they've had a, a great start. And um, they have two Australians on their team, so if there, there is a team that would be, uh, and, and as a New York Giants fan, I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, so <laughs> suggesting being a Philadelphia Eagles fan is tough, but certainly with uh, Aaron Sippus, the uh, fantastic punter, and Jordan Maialata, the offensive lineman who's just fantastic, uh, the Eagles are probably should be Australia's team, and the Miami Dolphins offense, specifically uh, Tua Taiviola, the uh, Starting quarterback there, just uh, having a, a fantastic season uh, individually. So that's really where I think the, the, the good has been. Um, one more team, the Detroit Lions, usually a downtrodden team. You started to see it turn last year, and uh, this year they're they're primed to uh, you know really win that division and uh, the NFC North. So uh, th- that's certainly been the good so far in the NFL. Yeah, the the Lions have been uh, they've been the surprise packet and a pleasant surprise as well. For so long they've been. Uh, they've been one of the, the the lesser teams, the worst teams, if you want to put it that way, in the NFL. And, and finally, they've got a head coach who who is uh, you know giving them a, a point of difference. They've got some some great young players this season, in particular the rookies that they've brought in, like Sam Laporta, the tight end, Jameer Gibbs as well, the running back to, to add to that running back room. Plus, they then added um, pieces in the off season too, like David Montgomery, who had a, a great game. Uh, I think last week it might have been, or the week before, he scored three touchdowns in a, in a match. Um, and as you said, that, that NFC North division, normally so strong and, and very competitive, always up in the, in the cold north, um, has just fallen away a little bit, you'd say, with, with Aaron Rodgers leaving the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings off to a sluggish start. The Bears only just got their first win the other night for, uh, on Thursday Night Football. So the Lions really should be the team, uh, after what we've seen in the first month, that, that should go on to win this division. No, certainly, yeah. Uh, no, it's not that big a surprise. You know, going into the season, they were really right there as the favorites to the win, win the division with Aaron Rodgers leaving the Green Bay Packers and um, Minnesota just being very mediocre, really, and, and the Chicago Bears still needing to, to rebuild. What have been the disappointments for you? I think looking at the um, uh, looking around the league, one of the teams that has maybe jumps off the page as being a disappointment or being underwhelming to start the season has been the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of team, a lot of people had them as the team to maybe win the, uh, the conference, the AFC, and, and maybe go on and win the Super Bowl. But uh, just one and three after the first four weeks and, and things haven't quite clicked yet for Cincinnati. No, and, and Joe Burrow, their starting quarterback, uh, superstar, maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, injured, calf injury in training camp. And, you know, he's gutting through it. He signed a massive contract. He's the highest paid player in the NFL. And he uh, he's just wants to be on the field, though. He's not 100%. And you can see the offense isn't clicking. And uh, that's really where the, the 
it's been shocking how how poor the offense is, considering how much talent there is. The offensive line is not very good, and yeah, Cincinnati is is certainly probably right up there with the biggest disappointments in the league so far. Uh, I think they could turn it around, but Joe Joe Burrow needs to get healthy, and I don't know if he can get healthy while playing, and they and they need him to play. So it's kind of a, a catch twenty two there in Cincinnati, and um, a, a division that they certainly had would think you'd have a great chance of winning the AFC North. Uh, they're, yeah, bottom of the uh, of the pack. Who else have been uh, a bit disappointing to start the season? Well, you know, it's hard, again, to ignore the, the, the two teams in New York. Uh, before the season started, the league, when they're setting their schedule, the Monday night games, the Sunday night games, Thursday night, the standalone games, they want to put the big markets. And, you know, recently it's been very, very hard to put the New York Jets or the New York Giants in those, those games. But after the Giants coming off a playoff win and then the New York Jets adding Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, they loaded the schedule with Jets and Giants games in prime time. Time. And sure enough, Aaron Rodgers on the fourth play, his Achilles almost certainly out for the season. And the New York Giants are just playing as bad a football as any team in the league right now. Um, not only they do have a win, they beat the Arizona Cardinals in a great comeback after trailing 20 to nothing at the half. But in the other three games, they're not just losing. They're losing by just massive margins. The offensive line, their star offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas, is injured. Their star running back, Saquon Barkley, is injured. They have other injuries to the offensive line. And, and Daniel Jones, who signed a massive uh, contract off, off, in the offseason, has really struggled as well. So it's really ugly for the New York Giants and then the New York Jets, losing Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and going to, to Zach Wilson, who's the second overall pick a bunch of year, a few years back, but has struggled, though finally did show some some uh, quality against the Kansas City Chiefs in a, in a loss, but a very, very close loss. So maybe the Jets could get something going, but certainly, yeah, both teams very disappointing, and we're going to have to watch a lot of them if you're watching the uh, the standalone NFL games. Yeah, that the Monday night game last week with um, the Giants losing to the Seahawks, it was a 24-3 loss, and, and just, I mean, there have been, already this season, there have been worse losses. I mean, you only have to rewind a week earlier when um, when the Broncos lost to the Dolphins 70-20. to I mean, that'll, that'll be hard to beat as one of the worst losses. But when you are in, uh, you know, a, a primetime slot, national game, Monday night football, it's you see every every gory detail of, of the loss. You know, the, the Broncos, as bad as its scoreline was, and it's hard to ignore, at least the fine details of that loss were hidden among the, the you know, the eight or nine other games in the early window on the Sunday. Um, but when you're on Monday night, you're on prime time, national television. It is, it's, it's hard to ignore some of the, the the glaring deficiencies from the Giants, particularly last week. Oh yeah, you couldn't have said it better, Jordy. It really started, yeah, the first game of the year, the Giants losing uh, prime time Sunday night football to the rival Dallas Cowboys, forty to nothing at home, and it doesn't get you know any worse than that. And yeah, it's been really, uh, other than the second half against the Arizona Cardinals, which are certainly a lesser team, it's just been a disastrous start for the New York Giants. So after uh, after four weeks of football, Chief, who have you got? If you were to put a, a top four or five or six or just a handful of teams together to put like a, a power rankings um, sort of list together for who you've got as the Super Bowl favorites so far through season 2023, who have you got? Well, I think it's certainly the San Francisco 49ers. Just the the talent on both sides of the football. Just the line play is great. The skill positions on offense with Christian McCaffrey, the 
most dynamic running back in the league, uh, really great wide receivers, a fierce defense, and a quarterback who, who's getting it done. Uh, you know, obviously not a great pedigree when you're the last pick of the draft, but we've seen uh, maybe the all-time greatest you know, be a very, very late pick in Tom Brady. So uh, there's precedent for a quarterback you know, working in a, in a great scheme with good good quality coaching, winning championships. So uh, San Francisco 49ers are clearly, I think, number one for me. And then you have to go to the defending champions and the Kansas City Chiefs number two and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. Just when you have the best player in the league and, and, and the quarterback, the best quarterback, you got a great chance to win. So the Kansas City Chiefs are right there at number two. And the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending, that was the, the Super Bowl last year. The Kansas City Chiefs beating the Philadelphia Eagles and the Eagles undefeated are just right behind Kansas City, I think is the third best team in the NFL. And then I'd put uh, the Buffalo Bills fourth. I think they, unfortunately, again, are dealing with injuries to the defense. This happened to them last year where they had really one of the top defenses and just seemingly each week they'd lose a key player. They need to somehow keep everyone on the field. But uh, Josh Allen can be prone to mistakes, but he also can be prone for winning games on his own. And uh, the fifth team, I would go with the Baltimore Ravens. They're just a team that I think wins games. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. Obviously, his health is key. Um, and as a running quarterback, that's always risky. Uh, but they have a great head coach. Uh, and I think uh, I think the Ravens are uh, would round out the top five. All right, nice. Yeah, I think I've, I had a pretty similar list together. I had four of the same uh, five teams that you had. I had the Chiefs at number one. I, I'm just so impressed by how how easy everything looks with the with the Chiefs, even when they lose key personnel that they have in the last couple of seasons, they bring in new players. They've still got the core there of, of Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, plus a, an offensive line, which has sort of stayed. There have been chops and changes over the last couple of years, but um, you've got some some absolute you know solid stars on there, plus some uh, some uh, you know veteran players on on defense. I'm you know always impressed by Nick Bolton, the linebacker, but. When they do have, you know, around that core, that spine, they've they've had players come in and out, and still they make football look so fun and so easy, and they are still creating. Um, you know, the, I mean, the, the trademark of this Chiefs team is the creativity, and they're still able to come up with with new and fascinating plays. So, gee, I had Chiefs one, I had the 49ers number two. I can't ignore them. Both sides of the ball is so strong, and so much uh, versatility and, and different options to use on offense as well, which makes them uh, always a threat. Um, and, and big plays too on, on offense. I had the Bills at three. Um, looking at Josh Allen this season, thinking, yes, as you, as you said, he, he is prone to a mistake, but I feel like those mistakes that he made at the start of the year, he's been already learning off them and, and trying to improve and making little um, changes to his game to improve. And I think they've added a few pieces to their offense as well. I'm really impressed by James Cook. I think that kind of rounds out their offense, uh, their offensive look with having a a good running back in there, a young, talented player, powerful player in there too. Plus, Latavius Murray makes it a, a nice one-two punch. Um, uh, the Eagles at four, can't ignore them, undefeated, still so solid. And uh, I had the Dolphins at five for me. I think just if you look, uh, in if you were to put the Dolphins and the Ravens in playoff football together, I probably got more faith in the Dolphins being able to, to make the big plays in the big moments compared to the Ravens. So I've got the Dolphins with that high-powered offense as my as my fifth. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously we we just disagree on that one, that last one a bit. Um, I, I prefer the Ravens, but the Dolphins. Yeah, the the offense is fantastic. Their coach, their head coach, Mike McDaniel's is a uh, Mike McDaniel. Sorry, is uh, an offensive genius. Really, I think the most. Uh, inventive play caller in the whole league. So Miami can certainly make up for uh, a lot of things. I just think that when you get to later in the year, they, the home field is very important for them because they do not want to be playing on the road in cold weather. And uh, right now their home field advantage is huge. It's, it's extremely hot in Miami this time of year, and teams go down there and, and wilt. And we saw the Denver Broncos certainly do that. Uh, the way the field is structured, the sunny side of the field is uh, much, much hotter, and that's obviously where the road team is. So they have a great home home field advantage, uh, the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's take a break here on the All-American Hour. Geordie and the Chief with you this morning on SEN. On the other side of this, we'll come back and uh, do a preview of Week 5 of the NFL. We've got some massive matches coming your way. Uh, some of the, uh, the primetime matches are huge this week, so we'll do a preview of that. On the other side of this, this is the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. You're listening to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. Welcome back to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief here on a Sunday morning on SCN. Great to be with you. You can send through your text messages, 0433 98 11 16, if you have a question to ask or a comment to make on anything American sport. We are going to do our Week 5 NFL preview in just a second, but there is live sport on at the moment as well, and we will talk about the baseball in just a second, but uh, the game... Uh, game one, or game ones, uh, plural, because there's multiple today of the uh, divisional series of both the American and National Leagues uh, on at the moment. The American League up first, and um, the first match is actually just completed as I've been talking. The Texas Rangers have knocked off the Baltimore Orioles in game one uh, of this divisional series, three to two. So the, the one seed in the American League losing their first game. The Houston Astros up one nothing on the Minnesota Twins uh, at the top of the third, and we'll talk about the Twins a little bit later on because that has been one of the fairy tale stories of the uh, of the baseball season. We'll come back to that in just a moment, though. But just to give you those live scores, week five of the NFL, Chief, and uh, there are some big games coming up this week. Probably none more so than the Cowboys going to the 49ers in uh, in what is going to be the game of the week. This is Sunday night football. It'll be at 11:20 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow. Um, but the Cowboys 3-1, the 49ers 4-0, this is definitely the game of the week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you have uh, a rematch of last year's playoffs where uh, San Francisco knocked out the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is uh, yeah, a fantastic matchup. Um, glad yeah, we have this one in prime time. You know, a lot of uh, discussion could be that the Cowboys could be in the top five. They're certainly in that next five uh, of the uh, NFL, but... I really like San Francisco. I like them in this spot. Um, I think a lot of people do because of uh, their recent history against San Fran, but I just think there's just a lot more talent on that San Francisco 49er sideline. Have the Cowboys almost surprised you a little bit? I know they're a good team with, with great talent, but they have had a little, there was a bit of a, um, bit of a move with some of their offensive uh, units in the, in the preseason. Uh, you know, Zeke left and, and went to the Pats. Not that he had been a, um, an absolute league-leading running back in the last couple of years. His, his prime was probably a few years earlier. 
um, and they've had great production from the likes of Tony Pollard and uh, and CD Lamb, the young wide receiver. Plus, that we know that defense is really strong too. But even for what they've done so far, has it been about par, or or have they exceeded expectations, Dallas? Well, their their loss was just terrible. Losing in Arizona, that was one of the biggest upsets in the entire season. Uh, they were nearly two touchdown favorites in that game. So they do have a really, really bad loss on their resume. They have some dominant wins, but both against the New York teams. They beat up on the New York Giants, that opener. And then uh, the New York Jets, they also pretty much uh, dominated. And then um, last week, completely dominating the New England Patriots. Again, the defense scoring uh, a lot. So... Uh, they did lose a key player in Trevon Diggs for the season, their top cornerback. Uh, so uh, that's a big loss for Dallas, but they're no, still a very good te- good side. I think they're they really could be four and zero considering their schedule. So this is the this is their first test of the season, Dallas Cowboys. Who is uh, yeah? I, I would agree with that. Who's the biggest weapon for the 49ers, both either offense or defensively? Well, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, last week, I think he had three or four touchdowns. He scored a touchdown now and I believe 13 straight games. He's got to be getting towards record territory there. Christian McCaffrey is just a special player, both as a running back, but also receiver. Uh, but they also have other weapons in Debo Samuel, who's a wide receiver who also can run the ball. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the tight end. Uh, the offensive line is top notch. And, uh, and on the defensive side, it's definitely in Nick Bosa, the pass rusher extraordinaire. Um, so they have just a loaded team, the San Francisco 49ers. It's always a heated clash in the AFC North when the Ravens and the Steelers go head-to-head. This game is at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll have it on SEN on our coverage, myself and Ben Graham. Uh, broadcasting that early window and, and the AFC North always um, such a... Uh, a gritty division in the NFL and the Ravens uh, go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Ravens are three and one. Uh, so one of the best uh, records to start the season in the AFC. The Steelers are two and two. Um, do the Steelers, I mean, they've, we heard earlier, you put the, uh, the Ravens in your top five uh, teams so far this season. The Steelers, you know, a young team rebuilding. Can he pick at the quarterback? Um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them. They've had some really good games and also some pretty ordinary games this season, the Steelers. So what kind of, uh, challenge are they going to have to face up to when they take on the Ravens? Yeah, the Steelers are coming off one of the, I think, one of the worst losses of the year, just getting dominated uh, as as favorites on the road in, in Houston. Uh, Houston had a lot of injuries to the offensive line. They were expecting the Pittsburgh Steelers defense to dominate. It was the exact opposite. That, that was a very, very lopsided game. I would expect a much better for performance from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're their coach was, uh, you know, going to be. It's going to be a very good week in terms of Pittsburgh and practice. But they're still just very deficient. And Kenny Pickett, we just there's certainly no uh, proof that he's an NFL quarterback. So that's uh, that's a big weakness there. And yeah, I think the Ravens, who are pretty big favorites, this is usually uh, kind of a toss-up game historically over the past bunch of years when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback. It seemed like whoever the home team was would be favored by three points in those games. <laughs> but now we're seeing uh, the Baltimore Ravens four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, so there's just been a huge gap now between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, and I, I like Baltimore to win the game. I can see this being a field goal game, so... Uh, tough to lay four and a half points on the road if you're playing with the point spread. Um, and also, yeah, kind of a bit of a tough spot to take Baltimore to win just because Pittsburgh at home coming off a big loss, I would expect a good effort. The Ravens 
credit to them. They've they've gone to three and one. They had that one overtime loss to the Colts a few weeks back, but they've done it with a lot of injuries. They've had probably the largest injury list in the NFL this season. They've had uh, J.K. Dobbins again goes down for the season. They're, they're running back. They've uh, they've you know bought in on and, and you know tried to make him their number one running back and. He, he would be if he wasn't uh, injured and he's missed another season now. Um, they've had a plenty of uh, plenty of players on the secondary that have been out as well. Marlon Humphrey, one of their star cornerbacks. They've had a handful of linebackers that have been out. Ronnie Stanley, probably their best offensive lineman, has been out too. So they've had so many injuries just about in every section of the field, yet they've still got themselves to 3-1. and one. So um, there's probably room for improvement for the Ravens if once they get all those players back. No, certainly, and you hate to see the injuries, but it always seems that they have guys that, that step up. Gus Edwards is a backup running back, always seems to perform well. Um, but the key is Lamar Jackson has to stay healthy, um, and I was, that was my big caveat with putting them in the top five. And as a running quarterback, that's always tough, and uh, you know, against Pittsburgh, their defense is going to be fired up after playing awful last week. The Eagles take on the Rams. This has a bit of an Australian flavour to it, as we've spoken about already. The Eagles with Aaron Sipos and Jordan Mailata, the two Australians on their roster. But the Rams also have uh, have embedded themselves in Australia as being, um, I think most teams have sort of uh, have a, a designated international country that they that they really sort of beam into and, and, um, and try and take a hold of. And the Rams have picked Australia as their one. So there's, uh, there's a Rams influence down here in the NFL space in Australia and then with the Eagles. But the Eagles 4-0, the Rams have had a, a bit of a wobbly season. They had two losses back-to-back to the Niners and the Bengals before getting a six-point win last week away to the Colts. But they get Cooper cut back this week, which is huge for the Rams. That'll change the way they look on offense. Yeah, uh, that is a huge addition, adding you know one of the best wide receivers in the league in Cooper Cup. And he, they have really uh, done a good job, though, with some young wide receivers uh, backing him up and a rookie in P- P- Paku Nakua, who's been just fantastic. So now he's going to be a secondary uh, player who's been playing kind of Cooper Cup's role. Um, it gives Matthew Stafford a lot of options. Uh, the Eagles' defense hasn't looked as dominant as last year. Um, they've you know, won, obviously, 4-0. But uh, a couple close games, a couple games that could have went either way. Last week, they had to go to overtime uh, to beat the Washington uh, uh, Redskins uh, last Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't think this is an easy uh, game, even though Philadelphia four-point favorites in L.A. Uh, there'll be a lot of Eagles fans there, though. That will be about a 50-50 crowd as uh, all the Philadelphia transplants who live in the greater Southern California area will be at that game. So, um Maybe not a great home field advantage, the L.A. Rams. They don't really have the best. Uh, they, they probably do have a, maybe some more, more fans in Australia than sometimes people think in Southern California. <laughs> the, uh, now, one of the, <laughs> the international games uh, tomorrow is the uh, – well, the only international game for tomorrow, but one of the, the handful for the season is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. The Bills are 3-1. and one. The Jags have had their moments. They're 2-2. Two and two. They started off with the win. They had uh, a pretty ordinary game in week two against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Lost to the Texans, which they probably shouldn't have, and got beaten by 20 points in week three. Then bounced back last week with a, an impressive win against the Atlanta Falcons, 23-7. to uh, So they've had they've had hot and cold already just in the first four weeks, uh, the Jags. While the Bills, after that week one loss to the Jets, have looked really smooth through the last three weeks. But an AFC matchup in London. Do you like the international series? 
I do. I, I want to grow the game. I want as much money in the game as possible. <laughs> um, I'm, I have some, some business interest in I'm a minority owner of a uh, biggest football sports agency. So I want money coming in to the NFL. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's going to be a game in Germany. That's really exciting. But here's, I think, a huge advantage for Jacksonville because that week, that last week, they played at Wembley Stadium. So it's a very short trip for them yeah. this week. <laughs> And uh, it's a long trip for Buffalo, and uh, they have to make all the adjustments and do all of the things while Jacksonville has got a whole week of, of being in uh, England. So uh, kind of a tough spot there for the Bills. Um, I, I think Jacksonville has a relationship uh, with London, and their owner is, you know, if there's ever going to be a team that would move to London, it would be the Jacksonville Jaguars would be uh, very likely. So it's a tough spot for Buffalo. They're, they're significant favorites, six point favorites. But uh, I, I think I would never, I wouldn't back them to win. I don't necessarily would back Jacksonville. But uh, yeah, this is a very, I think, a big disadvantage for Buffalo. And the last game we'll have a chat about is, I reckon this could be a sneaky good game. Is uh, It's in the early window, so again, 4 a.m. for our Australian audiences on the East Coast. Uh, the Texans going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. I've been pretty impressed with what the Texans have done in the last couple of weeks. I think C.J. Stroud has been probably the best of the three first-round quarterbacks that were drafted um, in the first, uh, you know, three of the first four picks of the recent draft. He's been He's looked the most comfortable, I would say, um, out of those out of those three with Anthony Richardson and, and Bryce Young as well. And the Falcons, they can be an up and down team, but when they look good, they look pretty good. Um, even with many unsung heroes uh, right across the field there. But both teams are two and two. The game's in Atlanta. I almost like the Texans to to get up here and, and get the win away from home. Yeah, and you can see it in the points. Atlanta now they have they just played in London, so now they have the the trip back and and have to play. So that's a, a tough spot for Atlanta there. Um, Houston exactly couldn't agree more. Jordy Stroud, uh, he's been absolutely fantastic, uh, and he he's really been the clear cut uh, best quarterback of the bunch. And Anthony Richardson clear cut second. Uh, really been a tough start for Bryce Young in Carolina, but. Uh, you can see the point spread or the the, the betting line. It's nearly a pick. Atlanta's just the slightest favorite, even though they're home. I think a lot of that does have to do with the travel of having to uh, come back from playing in, in London. It's a tough spot not giving Atlanta a buy there. Uh, but uh, I, I think Houston has a great chance of pulling off the slightest of upsets. There you go. Our top five games for week five of the NFL season. You can listen to the early window tomorrow morning on SEN. Myself and Ben Graham. Uh, bringing you every touchdown from those matches. It's actually a, sh a pretty small window tomorrow, the early window, normally about eight or nine games, but uh, tomorrow just the six. So I guess it means we get to dedicate more time to those six matches. The other games for the week, the Titans go to the Colts. That's uh, an NFC, uh, sorry, an AFC South divisional rivalry match. The Saints at the Patriots. The Panthers go to the Lions. Uh, apparently, Jameer Gibbs have just, uh, has just come through that uh, he might be out for that game, the rookie running back. Uh, the Giants are at the Miami Dolphins. The Bengals at the Cardinals. That could be a pretty good game as well. The Cardinals have been pretty good uh, in the last few weeks. Impressive wins recently, and the Bengals need a win. The Jets at the Broncos. Both teams need a win there. The Chiefs at the Vikings, and Monday Night Football is uh, the Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll see Jordan Love in prime time. That's... Uh, at Allegiant Stadium there, the Raiders, the hosting team, and they are one and three, so in need of a victory. We will take the news. We'll come back on the other side of this, Chief, and we'll have a chat about the baseball so far because we are into the playoffs 
uh, in the MLB. This is the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. 0433981116 to send through your text messages this morning on SEN. You're listening to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. This is... This is the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief here on SEN, talking all things American sport. We're going to do our baseball chat in just a moment, but to update you on the live scores going on around the United States, we've had uh, a full-time score, final score from the first of the American League Division Series games between the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles and the number one seed from the American League, the Baltimore Orioles, going down in game one. The Texas Rangers getting the 3-2 victory out there in Baltimore. And uh, at the end of the third, it's the Houston Astros with a big lead already for just uh, three innings in, 3-0 against the Minnesota Twins. The two matches coming up later on this morning, the Atlanta Braves hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. The Braves have had a massive season in the National League. And the LA Dodgers, one of the established teams of this era, back in the playoffs yet again, taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks later on. That match is set to start just after midday here, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Also some college football scores at this uh, current point in time. There are some, uh, there are four matches live that involve uh, top 25 teams in the AP poll. The Washington State uh, match, they lead 17-12 against UCLA. Uh, the number five seed Florida State have a 29 to 17 lead going into the last quarter uh, against Virginia Tech and Alabama have uh, they're currently tied against the uh, against the Aggies Texas A&M uh, at 17 all and also North Carolina 30 to seven currently leading the uh, current leading Syracuse North Carolina the 14 seed earlier today there was uh, a big match um, in the Big 12 the number three seed the Texas Longhorns going down to the Oklahoma Sooners uh, 34 to 30. Uh, Ohio State had a big win over Maryland, 37-17. And LSU in the SEC, the number 23 seed, defeating Missouri, the number 21 seed, 49-39. to So some of those uh, matches involving the top 25 teams in college football. We'll come back on the other side of this, the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief talking all things Major League. You're listening to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. The All-American Hour, episode number one here on SEN this Sunday morning. Geordie and the Chief, I'm Geordie. The Chief is with us from New York. And uh, baseball, we've entered the postseason now, uh, Chief, and this is always one of my favourite times of the year. I don't, I'm, I'm more of a, if I was to rank my, my uh, American sports, NFL's at the top, but I always jump on when it's October and we know that the Major League is into its postseason. I love the romance of it. I love the stories of baseball once we get to this time of the year. And, uh, and once again, Chief, there are, there are romance stories. There's, there's, um, uh, there's, there's great drought-breaking stories going on as well. And, and probably the biggest one from this baseball postseason has been the Minnesota Twins. Well, not just the postseason, but the season overall. The Minnesota Twins um, finishing uh, thirds overall in the, in the American League. And... Um, Breaking, uh, breaking playoff droughts and, and winning series in the playoffs for the first time in, in 20 years. What a story it's been for the Twins. Yeah, they had lost 18 straight playoff games, many of those to the New York Yankees. They had a bad run where they were just drawing the New York Yankees in the first round every year when the Yankees were uh, just rolling through the playoffs. But yeah, great for them to get the uh, wins in advance. But they're, uh, yeah, as you reported in the 
break. They're down 3 nothing already to the Houston Astros, the defending World Series champions. So they're going to have a real tough time advancing. But um, took a big step and a big leap for the city of Minnesota, which just doesn't get a lot of playoff wins. The Vikings have had a couple. They had the that great wild one where they won uh, on that freak play where Stefan Diggs uh, yeah. ran in a big touchdown. But the uh, basketball team, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> it's rare for them to get a playoff win. And um, the hockey team, Minnesota Wild, uh, also not uh, at the top. So uh, great for the Twins to represent uh, the Twin Cities, both uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they, they swept the Toronto Blue Jays in the wildcard series uh, two games to nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, game one of this uh, of this uh, ALDS against the Houston Astros and down three nothing already at the bottom of the fourth. Um, as we look around the, the the postseason of the major league, we've we've got the Astros there again and the LA Dodgers back once again. Have they been the defining teams of this of this era? You know, the last maybe five or six years of, of baseball, have they been the established force in baseball? Yes, yeah, certainly. In each uh, each of the leagues, the uh, American League, the Houston Astros have been in the championship series. I think it's been five, six years in a row now. So they've certainly been the team. And uh, the LA Dodgers, too, with uh, certainly great regular seasons every year, have had some disappointments. They did win the World Series in 2020, though uh, that was uh, the, the shortened COVID year. But really, the playoff run was uh, imp- very impressive for the LA Dodgers. So, yeah, these certainly are the two teams. And um, they had a great World Series back, I believe, 2017. Um, so there's a rivalry, and that was the one where Houston was accused of uh, or proven to have cheated. So, uh, yeah, I, there would be a, a really great World Series if those two were in there. Uh, obviously, the, the Atlanta Braves, though, will have something to say as they were the, the best team uh, the entire season and are the favorites to win the World Series. Yeah, the Braves, uh, the winners of the World Series two years ago. And the Philadelphia Phillies, Runners-up last year, so made the World Series, lost um, to the Houston Astros, the number four seed from the National League. Can you see them going one further, or have they maybe just conceded a few spots there in the in the National League? Oh, no, they could definitely go through. <laughs> That's going to be a great series, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, division rivals. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, great, Both have great home home field advantages and great home crowds. Uh, so that of, of, the, of these four is certainly the one that will draw the most eyeballs uh, because of how great Atlanta is and how great a run Philadelphia is. And they're a real fun team. Uh, it's hard for me to say that as a New York Mets fan. Those are the two division rivals that have uh, kind of beaten us up a lot. So, um, But that that's definitely the series to watch. I, I do think the Braves will get up, but I, I could definitely see that being a, a full five games. Tell us about the Baltimore Orioles, because they have been the best team from the American League this season. They were the number one seed. Um, 101 wins this season, so great, uh, great um, regular season record. But going down early this morning to the Texas Rangers, three to two. But the, the Orioles this season—it's been a little while since they've had success, but they are uh, the team to, uh, to 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 beat, I guess, in the in the American League. Well, you know, they, they were in the regular season, but they're a very, very young team. Uh, not a lot of po- uh, postseason, almost no postseason experience, also with the manager. Uh, I kind of wish we were on a little bit earlier because I would have tipped uh, the Rangers to win that series. They have uh, some more veterans, and they have a, a manager that won World Series in 2010, 12, and 14 with the San Francisco Giants and Bruce Bochy. So there's a lot of reasons to like the Rangers in that series, and now certainly uh, favored. Uh, 
but I think Houston's the clear cut. Uh, but it'll be a great, you know, I think you're going to see a battle of Texas with Houston and uh, the Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers based in uh, Dallas, Arlington area. Uh, I think that will be the uh, AL championship series. All right, we'll take our final break here on the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. We'll have plenty more baseball to sink our teeth into uh, throughout the week for next week's episode. So we'll come back and uh, and wrap the show up on the other side of this. This is the All-American Hour. You're listening to the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief. This is the All-American Hour with Geordie and the Chief, wrapping up episode number one here on SEN and our last segment, a uh, bit of a potpourri segment. We'll go to the NHL first here, Chief, because the new season starts in about three days. So, Chief, I want to know, you've got to put your neck out here, put it on the record, who is your tip for this season's NHL? What are you predicting for this upcoming season of ice hockey? Well, it, it should be a, you know, a really great season, really wide open. If you just kind of look at betting odds, you know, the, the, I don't think the favorites may be 7-1, to 8-1. to one, You know, you can really, uh, really is a wide open competition. Uh, I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins had the best record in, all, in the history of the NHL last year in the regular season. Then they lost in the first round. Now, the previous season, the Florida Panthers had the best record in the league, got knocked out in the first round, but then they went to the... Stanley Cup Finals. So I think you could see maybe the reverse, where, again, the Boston Bruins maybe don't have a great regular season, but they make a deep run in the postseason. So I think there's some, some value on a team that had the best record in the history of the sport uh, coming back a year later. They did lose their captain to retirement. Patrice Bergeron is an all-time great, but I think the market's overreacted to that. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the Boston Bruins. But I mean, new, huge New York Rangers fan. I would love to see them pull it off, but... Probably don't have it enough, but they're close. Excellent stuff. Chief, it's been a pleasure for episode number one. We'll uh, we'll come back and do it all again next week. The All-American Hour here on SEN.